0: Shotty was saw with y'all. Oh, hi. Coming to say you look, you fine. We got to cut it up. It she, nobody kidding, fuck on my line. I'm gonna keep it above with y'all. But well, Shotty, I'm trying to make your mind. Yeah. Don't make it too easy. I
1: wanna try. She
0: looking too good, can let it go by. Good, oh, yeah. Think up wonder. the lotto. Yeah. This low mulatto, oh, yeah. She yeah. could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think up one the lotto. Yeah, this Loma Lado. Oh, yeah. Welcome be back to the cast, everybody. <laughs> we are here. Myself and Butsy to discuss Game 2 of the NBA Finals. Max is out today dealing with some family issues. And Ledwith did not watch the game yesterday because he's a fake fan and not a real podcaster. No credibility. None at all. So the Heat take Game 2. They hand Denver their first home loss of the playoffs. Everyone on the podcast, last podcast, had the Nuggets winning this game. I was our biggest Heat supporter, and I picked the Nuggets in six. So that kind of tells you where our thoughts were on this series. But see, are you worried about the Nuggets' chances after this game? Honestly, a little
1: bit. Um, I suppose game plan, and I I think his game plan was to let Jokic just go off points-wise and not let anybody kill you. I felt... Uh I saw a TikTok today, it was it was Draymond and Steve Kerr talking about it. And the the stat that they pointed out was four assists from Jokic, right? 40% but only or 40 points, but only four assists. And when Jokic does not get the other guys involved, and when the other guys can't when they struggle to get going off of Jokic's passing, uh this team, this team struggles. Um this team this team struggles a great deal. Um so I, I really liked the game plan from Stra. I thought he did a uh, spo I thought he did a great job of limiting the other players, mainly Jamal Murray. Uh I think when Jamal Murray slows down this team's offensive production is is just not where it needs to be to win the finals. Um but I think I think last night was mainly about the heat role players. Um but going forward, I, I, I think if they if you know, Duncan Robinson, Struce, uh Adebayo as well, uh Vincent played phenomenally. They continue to just play like this. I mean, they, they have a real real chance of winning this thing.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned the Jokic assist stat. I'm gonna throw out the this other stat that I saw that's been going around. The Nuggets are 0-3 in these playoffs when Jokic scores 40 or more. They've also lost four games in these playoffs. Three of those have come when Jokic scores 40 or more. So it's it's obviously you don't want him to score 40, but you would rather him have a big scoring night than a A big all-around night and part of the game plan from Eric Spolstra was the insertion of Kevin Love into the starting lineup in place of Caleb Martin. Kevin Love obviously was able to guard Aaron Gordon we saw in game one Aaron Gordon just completely dominate the smaller Heat lineup with Caleb Martin in there and what that actually allowed to do was it let Jimmy Butler guard Jamal Murray and start as the primary defender on Jamal Murray Obviously, Butler is by far the toughest matchup for Murray. Murray's a phenomenal player. He didn't play bad, in my opinion. But he really struggled compared to game one in terms of getting good looks and making the shots that he took. So I think it was a great defensive game plan. Um, The thing I will say is game one, the, the big story for me was Robinson, Struess, and who was it? Um, Vincent? No, wasn't it? was it was it Vincent Oh, Caleb Martin it, Caleb Martin? it was Caleb Martin. It was Caleb Martin. They combined for 6 points between those three key role players. This game that did not happen. Um Max Truez comes out, hits four threes in the first quarter. Duncan Robinson went on a huge run at the beginning of the fourth, scores 10 straight and Vincent or excuse me, um Caleb Martin for some reason I can't think of his name because I just don't want to cuz he torched the Celtics for seven straight mm-hmm. games. He didn't go crazy, but he played um, good enough to get the job done. I thought those three guys and the Heat overall shooting 48% from three was the story of this game. Yeah,
1: I mean, I- I'm going to talk about the Nuggets for a little bit longer. Like, y- you look at how many shots the other starters took. Jamal Murray only took 15, right? That's way down from what he usually does. Uh, Aaron Gordon was an efficient 5 for 7, KCP 1 for 4, and Michael Porter Jr. 2 for 8. He has really struggled this series. If they're going to want to win this series, he's got to get going. But, I mean, when Jokic takes, what was it, 28 shots? Like, there's just not enough bread to go around to the other guys. And I think that's where he can take advantage when when the, you know, second, third, fourth, and fifth options for Denver don't go crazy. Like, you just let Jokic get – it's like almost let Jokic get his 40 and let nobody else do anything. Uh, and you're going to be in good shape. And and obviously the Heat role players played phenomenally. I uh, thought Duncan Robinson's 10-0 run at the beginning of the fourth was fucking insane. Just a kid from New Hampshire just going out there and absolutely balling out in the finals. He put on the mean mug too.
0: He did the Tyler mean Oleskin. mug. The mean <laughs> mug <laughs> brought something out of me. It made me laugh. But like I mean, he just looks goofy doing it. But it was a he, sick deserves run. It. Yeah, he deserves
1: it. Yeah, deserves it. I mean, I mean, 10 straight. He had a really tough finish. Hit a couple of huge threes. Um, I'm still waiting for Jimmy Butler to assert himself in one of these games. Um, I know he didn't play bad last night, but he didn't have a great game by any means. Uh, He was 7 of 19 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3, like uh, 9 assists, though, you know, 4 rebounds, 21 points. It's a solid game, but it's not a it's not a, you know, number one guy type game. So I'm still waiting for Jimmy to um, do something very impressive and kind of put on a performance that helps steal a game. Uh, I know I, I had my flaming, flaming take that, like, how, like, you know, how good is Jimmy Butler? I kind of want to talk about that last pod. Um, and, and it's not validated by last night's performance, but
0: oh, it's just, it's like, helped a little bit.
1: It has. Last night did help a little bit. I mean, Gabe Vincent, Bam Adebayo, both scoring 20-plus. The Duggan Robinson with just an, an unbelievably efficient and timely 10 points uh, was very impressive. Um, the heat roll players just absolutely helped them steal a game in Denver, which. No team had been able to do all playoffs. We thought Denver was like this impenetrable fortress where no one can fucking win a game. And Miami was somehow able to do it. Um but going back to Miami, this team's gonna need to continue to shoot the way they are. But honestly, they they have been all playoffs, so I, I don't know why I continue to just think that they're gonna cool down and come back to Earth. Maybe these guys are actually just just
0: them. Yeah, we're we're always like whenever the Heat put on a shooting clinic they shoot forty-eight to fifty percent. We're always like, they're not going to shoot fifty percent from three again. And then they just do it. The they do it next like game, every night, and, yeah, and every other game or two games in a row. And it's like we got to stop doubting these guys because yeah, they're going to have off nights. They're not going to do it every single night, but they do it enough to where they they're going to give themselves a chance in every one of these series. Um, and they've come out on top of each of the series they've played so far, and now they have the advantage. I do think um, this Jokic assist thing it was it was interesting because I do think Lowry talked about it right after the game that the Heat just played much more physical defense they fought through screens better things of that nature just didn't let their guys get by them but a lot of it is just letting Jokic play one-on-one not sending doubles and living with Jokic going for 41 and di- doing it efficiently what did he shoot he shot 16 for 28 57 from the field but the thing is the Heat won this game on the three-point line. Like, when, when Jokic is scoring 41, he only made uh, two threes. And the Nuggets as a team only made 11. When well, the Nuggets are at their best. They're making 15 plus threes, and they're doing it efficiently. And Jokic is passing out to everyone and only scoring when, when needed. Like, yeah, Jokic can go get a layup a lot of the time. Obviously, he can do it 57% of the time by the stats from last night. But... When the Heat shoot seventeen for thirty-five, they win the three-point battle by eighteen. That is a huge difference. I think that was massive. Um, I also want to talk about this Ramona Shelburne and Eric Spolstra, um interaction. Did you see this? I did. Uh,
1: was that when Spo kind of scowled at her for what 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 she was saying?
0: Yeah. What did you make of that? So I'll I'll lay it out there. So basically, Ramona Shelburne. Talks about what me and you are talking about, which is she basically asked Spolstra, um, did you like try to turn Jokic into more of a scorer? It seemed like that was, you know, part of the game plan, something along those lines. And Spolstra kind of snapped at her and was like, you can't just turn guys into scorers or turn guys into passers. Like these guys are great players. That's, that's not how basketball works. What did you think of that?
1: I thought it was, I thought it was uncalled for, really. I, I really did. Um, Yes, we know M- Jokic is the two-time MVP of the league, and but uh, it had to be in the game plan to to let Jokic go for forty. I don't know if he was trying to hide that, but I think snapping at Shelbourne like that was kind of uncalled for. Um, I thought she asked a pretty fair question because it's something that you know Steve Kerr and Draymond talked about today. It's something that we're talking about today. The media is buzzing about, you know, the Jokic force and, and
0: something that the numbers are backing up. Correct, over
1: for three when they when he scores forty plus like. I thought it was a very reasonable question. actually a high like a high basketball intellect question. And yeah. for him to kind of go off on it like that, I, I didn't think that was uh I didn't think that was called for. But um maybe it's just Spo just being Spo well, and trying to hide his game plan.
0: Yeah, so here's the thing. You think it was uncalled for, but do you think he truly meant what he was saying? Like do you think he was pissed off by the question and actually thought that was a dumb question, or do you think he's trying to I don't know, mask what he's trying to do?
1: I think it's a little bit of both. Um, Obviously, Jokic is an unbelievable score. And when he like he couldn't go for 40, he could go for 40 every night. But like, I I don't know if he kind of I don't know if he knew like the numbers about Jokic when he goes for 40, like how greatly that impacts the rest of like how the Nuggets perform. So while, you know, it's kind of weird, though, it's an interesting question because she asked like, like, do you just let? the two-time MVP go for 40, or, like, one night and then yeah. not the next. It's it's an, it's a weird well, question, weird-worded question, but um, definitely something to be talked. Yeah. about.
0: Yeah, it sounds silly when you say it, but when the Heat won the game, basically because the other guys for the Nuggets couldn't get going, I think it's valid. I think, no, I don't think the Heat wanted Jokic to go for 40. You never want someone to drop 40 and 11 on you efficiently and look like they can score whenever they want. I do think the Heat's game plan was – to take out the other players and live with whatever jokic did and i think that that's the right game plan and i don't know why eric spolstra was so angry um about that question but regardless how what, what's your um confidence level in the nuggets winning the series you originally had them in five i had them in five
1: uh that's probably out the window now i really did not see them dropping a game at home. I would probably say I'm around a a, a low 70s percent confidence level. Um I don't think Miami will take both at home. I really don't. I think they'll split going back to Denver. Um I still think it's very very possible that this series ends in 6. Uh I, but I do believe they'll be split in Miami coming back to Denver for game 5. I think that pivotal game 5 will decide the series actually. So if Denver yeah. can get it done at home in game 5, I think they could win game 6. Um Obviously, I think they'll win Game 7 as well, but that, that Game 5, if it's 3-2 going back to Miami, like that's that's tough. That, that's really difficult.
0: Yeah, so I agree. I think they're going to split in Miami. It'll be 2-2 coming back. Now, the thing is, last year's finals, the Celtics were 1-1. We were in Golden State, coming back to Boston 1-1, and we won Game 3. The Celtics won Game 3, go up 2-1 then there's some crazy stupid ESPN stat that the warriors have like a 5% chance of winning the finals. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they then rattle off three straight and break all of the hearts of the Boston fans. If Miami goes up 2-1, I think that's when people will start to get nervous, but for me, I'm sticking with Denver in 6. I think they split in Miami and I think Denver wins. Uh, games five and six. So even if they go down two one, I still have confidence in Denver. Obviously it'd be better if they went up to two, one for our predictions, but this Miami team doesn't quit. They don't go away. They just battle through runs. They were down 15 points in this game and just come out and find a way to win. Even on a night where, like you said, Jimmy Butler doesn't have his best night. Big reason for that. In my opinion was what bam did eight for 14 from the field, scored 21 points. Also, I thought he passed the ball really well. He ended with four assists, but I thought the way he was playmaking was, had a big impact on the game. Also had two blocks, played great defense. What did you think of Bam's performance?
1: I thought he, to your point, I thought he drew a lot of attention uh, last night and after his Game 1 performance. He's played two great games so far, and after Game 1, uh, I definitely think Michael Malone was... You know, Bam was a high point of emphasis in his game plan to to kind of slow him down. And when they try to send doubles, or when you know, because Bam Bam's very difficult to guard because he really kind of lives like those those push shots, those very short mid range close shot yeah. jump shots, and he gets so much elevation on them, and he his release point is so high that it's so difficult to guard. So your only kind of option if he's hitting those is to not let him get in that spot. And the way you do that is by doubling. Um, but I thought Denver was, was slow with rotations last night. Uh, you saw a couple of times Miami got just wide open looks, mainly in the third quarter. Yeah. That kind of, that kind of sparked their, their comeback a little bit. Gabe Vincent took a, had multiple wide open threes. Um, Jimmy was able to get to the rim. I will say he got to the rim very well. Uh, wasn't really looking to score, but would, you know, kick to Vincent or kick to somebody else that would, would draw double. Um, and I thought Denver was just slow on their rotations yesterday and, Miami was able to knock down shots. We knew that they would shoot better than game one, but um, they they played really, really well last night.
0: Yeah, the stuff you're saying about Vincent. So there's a play where Bam has the ball kind of high post on the right side, and I believe Gabe Vincent goes and sets like a down screen for Duncan Robinson. Robinson comes off it, and Christian Brown trails him over the screen, and Bruce Brown switches – On to to Duncan Robinson. So two guys are taking the curl, and that left Gabe Vincent wide open. Bam obviously finds him. He knocks down a three. There's a lot of the stuff. It's actually very similar to what Denver does with Jokic, and there's a lot of dribble handoffs. There's a lot of, you know, high post touches for both of these big guys where they're just looking to playmake, and obviously Jokic does that better than probably anyone in the history of the game. I thought Bam did a really good job last night with all of that. Now another big key I thought was Murray's game, 18 points, only got up 15 shots like you mentioned. What do you think Murray has to do to get back to that, you know, 25 to 30 point average?
1: He's got to take more shots. Like that that you you can't score 20. I mean, I guess he can if he makes one more shot, but you can't score 25-30 a game taking 15 shots. Like that's just not going to work. He has to find a way to get in his rhythm. Um, but I think Spode made an incredible adjustment by starting Love and that, like you said, put Jimmy on Murray and kind of stunted him a little bit. Um, Jokic was just able to get going all night and he, he, I guess the Heat were cool with him, um, you know, going off. And I, I saw Kerr, I know I'm going to keep referencing the interview, he, he said today that Murray is like the head of the snake yeah. when it comes to this Denver of offense. And when you cut that off, the rest of the team suffers Um, whether, but like Jokic could still go for his, whatever the fuck, you know, it's kind of like when the Celtics, when we would play Embiid, you're like, all right, Embiid's going to get 35, 30, regardless, don't let Tobias Harris, don't let Maxi, don't let those guys kill you and you'll win games. Um, I, I think, I think Spoh's taking that same approach in this series. Don't let Murray get going. And it's interesting because you would think that it would be Jokic, like don't let Jokic get 40, but his passing ability like helps this entire team so much and it's so and it opens up so much that when you take that away the entire team struggles um but in order for Jamal Murray to get back to 25 30 35 a game uh he's gotta he's gotta shoot more shots and I, I don't know if he's gonna be able to get those shots if Jokic keeps going for 40 like he is
0: yeah well especially if Jimmy keeps guarding him and, and playing as well as he does and also especially if mpJ and KCP, and some of these other guys can't get going i mean aaron gordon actually played a really good game last night he hit two threes and you just need more out of your true shooters like michael porter jr and kcp who both had rough games this is kind of scary for the nuggets um i still think they're going to be fine i think they're going to adjust i think i believe in their shooters mpj has off games, but I think he's so talented. I think he's a great shooter. And honestly, I think he's been playing fine. His shots just haven't been falling. Do you expect the Nuggets to come out and win game three? I do. I really don't see this team losing two games in a row.
1: Um, I just think they're too good to let that happen. And it's weird how home court, uh, basically only for Denver, has been just so huge. Like, you look across the rest of the playoffs and the rest of the league, every team was able to steal a game somewhere else uh. or in yeah. the heat case, they were able to steal multiple games in Boston, obviously, but like h- home court hasn't been a huge factor this year, basically really only in Denver. Uh, And you take that away. I don't like Miami's not, you know, we've seen their crowd. It's not a great crowd. It's not going to be fucking, you know, insanely loud. I know it's the finals, but still like Miami just has never had that kind of fan base, I guess after LeBron left. um. So I do expect Denver to come out and win game three. I think it's going to be a very, very close game until the end. Uh, but like we've talked about on the previous podcast, Denver can win the close games. Unlike the Celtics, um, the Denver can win close games.
0: Yeah. I We also forgot to kind of mention Gabe Vincent, who played basically perfect point guard for however long you played. How many minutes did he have? 32. He played 32 minutes. He shot eight for 12, 66%, four for six from three. Only one turnover. He's not an amazing defender, but he works his ass off. He's so huge for them. 23 mm-hmm. points. He went down for a couple games in the Heat Celtic series, or I think maybe he played one game hobbled and then missed the next game. And the Heat need him. And I think it's time to stop talking about him as some undrafted guy who's having a hot streak. I think this guy's for real and he's here to stay. And... I think that can go for all of these undrafted guys. Max Struce, um, Duncan Robinson, anyone you want to point to on the Heat, but especially Vincent. I think he's just a phenomenal point guard and a phenomenal NBA player who we need to start thinking about in a different light. With that said, anything else you want to talk about with this game?
1: Yeah, I want to give the Nuggets bench. I want to give the Nuggets fucking bench a lot of credit. Christian Brown played unbelievably uh, 15 minutes, six points, three assists, two steal- three steals, actually. He had three steals. I think he had – Uh, there was one play in the first half. In the second quarter, Nuggets bench was unbelievable. Uh, I think he had, like, two tips and a steal or a tip and a steal in yeah. the same 24-second shot clock. Like, he was just an absolute spark for this team and was a huge reason why they got out to that uh, big lead in the second quarter. Um, Bruce Brown played so well, you know, four for nine, 11 points, two steals as well. This Denver bench, man, I know, Bruce Brown played 27 minutes. Um, but Jeff green, you know, also nine points, one of one from the field, six of six from the line. Like they all had insane plus minuses. Uh, Um, Bruce Brown was plus 14. Jeff Green was plus 12 and Christian Brown was plus eight. Like when KCP and MPJ aren't going, like you you might want to, you know, start running with those guys a little more and trust them a little more. Um, I didn't know how well Christian Brown would play. Obviously it's a huge moment for the kid out of Kansas, but he stepped up, he stepped up to the occasion yeah. and, and had a phenomenal game on both sides. Uh Jeff green is just so consistent. Um, I know he's a little slow defensively, but like he's so strong that it's really difficult to get by him and he still makes plays. And obviously Bruce Brown is still Bruce Brown. I mean, he's been so solid for, for so many years, uh, especially on Brooklyn. Um So I, You know, and and I know um, Michael Malone talked about it, forget what game it was, but it was one of the games where Aaron Gordon and KCP sat like the entire fourth quarter and Jeff Green and Bruce Brown played the entire fourth quarter instead of those two. Um, And and that's, and that's, that might be what it takes, you know, trusting those guys. Uh, I know it's the finals and it's a big moment. It's, and it can be difficult to trust those bench guys sometimes, but KCP was just useless last night. 36 minutes and six points of one of four shooting and uh, six fouls. Like, he fouled out like
0: he yeah, had a horrible bad, game. Bad, bad fouls. The offensive part, I think, is more of a credit to the Heat and the way that Jokic was playing. He only got four shots up, and he's not like a, a guy who's going to create a ton for himself. He kind of scores in the flow of the offense and plays off of Jokic, and that just wasn't happening like we already mentioned. This... Nuggets run in the second quarter by their bench. Jokic was out of the game. Butler was out of the game. It's pretty much bench guys versus bench guys and the Nuggets dominating that run I thought was an absolute disaster for the Heat. I thought it it showed that this series in this game was just too much for them because mm-hmm. the Nuggets bench is supposed to be their weakness and the Heat bench is supposed to be and, and the Heat depth is supposed to be part of their strength. So to see that, and I, I think it's and have the Nuggets still lose with their bench playing this well, it kind of speaks to how well the Heat starters did with this Kevin Love lineup. Um, Every single starter for the Nuggets was a negative plus minus. Jamal Murray minus two, Contavious minus 14, Jokic minus 11, Gordon minus seven, Porter Jr. minus 15. And then you list, listed all the bench guys – plus minus it's actually absurd and yes a lot of it stemmed from that one run but that one run is huge it gave him a 15 point lead it's just crazy that the heat were able to win this game and it just speaks to how big of an adjustment it was to have k love in and to have him be able to guard aaron gordon kevin love also he didn't have big numbers um he hit a couple big shots he only shot two for nine which looks really bad on the stat sheet he had 10 boards made some good passes two steals and I, I just think that is such a good adjustment by Spolstra. So they're definitely going to keep him in um, the, the nuggets to me are just going to have to shoot better. Cause this, this shooting by MPJ and KCP has to turn around for them to win.
1: It's horrific. And I, I guess my last thing on the bench is like, you saw what it did for you in the second quarter when stuff kind of going, I know like when stuff goes a little sideways, you just want to stick with your starters and hope that they can figure it out. But if it's not their game, it's not their game. I thought they went away from their bench big time uh, in, in the second half, and, and I think it really hurt them. No spark. This team had no offensive or defensive spark, and they just allowed the Heat to come back into the game. Uh, I didn't see any kind of adjustment from Malone um, that was just kind of like, hey, like we got to switch something up because they're fucking coming back and shit's not working. I thought the Nuggets defense, like I said earlier, with when Jimmy was able to penetrate and kick to these wide-open guys and they were slow on rotations, that was like – that was brutal f- to watch. I mean, they, w- they were just getting open look after open look. MPJ was a liability on defense. He would oh, get sucked yeah. in. he gets sucked into the paint by fucking Jimmy driving on the opposite wing when he was on the fucking other side of the court. Uh, and I guess that's the one thats the one instance I was talking about where Gabe Vincent got the wide open three.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: that can't happen. And if you're going two for eight, get out of the fucking game. Like, Michael Malone has to take his ass out the game. Putting Christian Brown, with three steals in – 15 minutes. He had 3 steals in 15 minutes and he was just causing deflections. Um huge spark plug for this team. I want to see more of this Denver bench going forward, but they have to shoot better. I mean, I I don't expect Michael Porter Jr. and KCP to continue to play this bad. Um yeah. you can't play 36 minutes and have 6 points as a starter. You can't play 26 minutes and have 5 points as a starter and one of the primary options uh arguably the best shooter on the team. So, yeah, well, not the best I, shooter, but
0: I I agree with you on the team or on the bench when MPJ is not giving you the defensive stuff and he's not giving you the hustle and he was asleep, multiple, multiple plays and gave up easy baskets. Like you were mentioning and Christian Brown is just the complete opposite. So let's see. Um, yeah. I'm sticking with nuggets and six. Are you sticking Nugget nuggets and five? Or are you switching?
1: I, I really hate to switch, but like after last night, you got to say six. Um, yeah, okay, that's if, fair. If, I mean, I don't want to switch, but, I mean, you know, Miami kind of forced my hand here. Um, But, like, if Miami just – I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm really nervous that Miami's just going to, like, take both at home and we're going to be really fucked. Just really, really
0: Yeah, I, I just I, – I, I don't see it, see it happening. happening. I it, don't either. Now, Miami could shock the world. Like, we've – I've personally picked against them in every single series that they've played, including the Knicks – and I just I've continued to do it. And if they shock me again, like is it even a shock at this point? Like they're they're a legit team, and they just continue to to get disrespected. With that said, how has um how's gambling been going?
1: Gambling's yeah, been uh you know it's been up and down. It's it's like anything you know it's <laughs> it's been a roller coaster. Like it always is. Um, I've dialed it back a little bit. There's just no
0: sports thing. Just it's just killer you know we got the like, finals you you're not throwing down crazy finals bets
1: no i'm not i'm i'm, I'm staying a little you know i got to build up my little my, my bankroll yeah. a little bit um okay. we i didn't have a source of income for a while which kind of stinks <laughs> uh so the, the college savings kind of got dwindled as as the semester ran out so uh we're working now we're going to replenish that and and definitely be back for i mean basically i'm just saving all my money so i can lose it all when the nfl season comes really can't wait yeah. for that uh gambling like that. But gambling's been going on the back burner a little bit um, I did, I did, I was really bored uh when I was working today from home. And you know, I saw UF was on the TV. I was like, I'll just take a look. Um
0: <laughs> and, and
1: minus and they were the number two team in the country, and baseball. they were playing an unranked oh yeah, oh yeah, college baseball. They were playing an unranked Texas tech team. Um, and I was like, they're only minus one and a half, minus one twenty. I was like, I'm gonna hit that with a little hammer. Uh fortunately went well, and then I was sitting in a meeting and I was just kind of bored and I was doing like dollar slots and all of a sudden just had fucking five bananas come on the bottom of my screen and a 250 payout. So that was absolutely unbelievable and and definitely kind of made my day. Um and now we got um little little red to play, a uh, little green to play with. So we got Reds money line. Oh Shadow my Bender. god. We have we have Reds money line thanks to Bender. And then um we also have the over in the Cubs game thanks to Dormroom. Who by Listen, the way, we're friends on TikTok.
0: I don't know if you knew that. He's my friend also. Oh, okay. Although I am subscribed to another, um, yeah. How's that? You, you, you
1: still following that guy?
0: Yeah, I am. Um, but listen, you you heard Butsy say gambling's on the back burner, and then a couple seconds later, you, you heard him say that he was doing a dollar slots during a meeting. So after, if college, that's,
1: baseball, yeah.
0: Yeah, after <laughs> college baseball, <laughs> yeah. After college baseball, so if that's what what gambling on the back burner looks like, you can only imagine it. On the front burner. It's not I don't, great. I, I mean, it's, it's not just, great. It's flames. The pot is exploding. It's yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like um, that video. We
1: had we had a night uh, at school where remember we were sitting on on the couch in in my in our in my apartment and. I had, I had we had the blackjack system. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We had the blackjack system. It was like you lose three in a row and then you play a big hand, so you'd play like one dollar hands and then you'd lose three, then you put down like a fifty dollar hand. I think I made 500 bucks in one night. Jordan, <laughs> was just, Jordan struggled on every single big, yeah, net. it was that's, just that's how it goes. <laughs>
0: so funny, no, but listen, sometimes the system repays you and sometimes <laughs> it kicks your ass and you have to take those losses. Listen, blackjack is the only game that you can never lose money. And if you just keep doubling your money, it's impossible. Correct. You just have Correct. to, you have to,
1: you just have to, to have it. a bottomless money. Like you have to just well, put up your house. And if you, you gotta go even, stones. you go <laughs> evens.
0: You gotta have stones. You gotta you have gotta have stones. be willing to lose five in a row. And then, and then still hit, hit it on the six. Which this isn't a game just, for the week.
1: It's not a game I can't, for the week.
0: I can't bring myself to do at this point in my life. And at this point in my bank account, but just,
1: just, just take the $300 loss and go home.
0: Yeah, exactly, and that's what I, somewhat, what I did. Uh, so how's that? that how's that guy doing that you're following? Um, he, you know, what was brutal was last week, <laughs> he was down a hundred, going into Sunday, hundred and... units. No, 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 a hundred. Or sorry, <laughs> I was down a hundred. Okay, going okay. Into right, Sunday, a hundred dollars. Right. So five units, and I was playing golf the next morning, and then I had work, for to close so i played golf from what like 10 to 2 or something and then work from 4 to 11 he oh, sends the email score. i i just forgot oh <laughs> and he swept oh. Five and oh <laughs> i think he ended up positive like two and a half units or something and i oh. cried myself to sleep all night so that was brutal um oh that's but, the worst. But yeah, we got a new week starting today, so we'll see. I've I'm on the Reds as well. So Oh good, good. I I like I like the, I like the <laughs> squad rides.
1: What else does he have tonight?
0: Um he has
1: All these games are already going, so I'm not I'm not cheesing Jordan for free picks.
0: No, you can take my picks whenever you want. Uh Pirates minus one and a half and Cardinals mm. uh Cardinals Rangers game over nine and a half
1: that overlooks good pirates are down 3 nothing to the a's i mean the a's are just the worst team in baseball they've been an auto fade if if the a's beat you one time out of like 50 you're just like okay you know you you, you let that go you let that go the a's are just horrible
0: yeah the Cincinnati Reds are the big play. They're the two uniter tonight. So that's go. that's looking
1: good so far. I have that up on 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 my screen next to me as well. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's kind of oh, what yeah. I've been watching yeah. the whole time. But
0: yeah, the eyes keep drifting. He hasn't heard a word I've said this whole podcast. But <laughs> no, it's, it's all right. No, no Nuggets in <laughs> right. five. Yeah, Nuggets. You just said six. Okay, well... <laughs> ah, fine. There's, I, you
1: know what? I don't know what. What is it worse to switch after game two or do I just stick with my pick and just be wrong and just own it?
0: I mean. Uh, how how com- you said you're seventy percent confident that they're going to win the series, so I, I feel like yeah. it would be kind of crazy if you'd pick Nuggets in five.
1: I'm just going to stick with it, and then when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs>
0: okay, uh, you so know we, what? You switched like four times, but I mean, if they win in five, then you'll your credibility will be saved.
1: I will be just so famous. My credibility <laughs> will just be through the roof, and that I'll mean, just be so popular.
0: popular. Yeah, Nuggets need three straight, or else buttsy's kicked off the podcast and loses basketball card but
1: How led just not even watching the game i mean i know he had his brother's graduation but like <laughs> it's the nba finals and you remember the I mean,
0: podcast you gotta you gotta throw that up on the espn app or whatever the hell you have on your gotta phone. find it's- a way gotta find i mean a way. graduations are also brutal they're calling 500 names and your brother's only one of them you got time to watch the game led. graduations
1: so- are the worst
0: yeah he's gonna have to pick that up max is gonna have to figure his shit out um we will be back. <laughs> Max has some family issues, but we will be back for a game. Pop's three recap. got the runnies. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Yes,
0: yes, yes. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope game... I hope no one heard that.
1: But... I hope Max listens to this.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, game three recap. We're going to do some NFC South predictions coming up with Zwick for the football season, so stay tuned for those gambling picks. Best and... division in football well no um thank you for listening and peace see ya yeah shorty what's saw with y'all oh hi coming to say you're looking fine we got to cutting it up. She, nobody kidding fuck on my line i'm gonna keep it above with y'all but oh, shawty i'm trying to make you mine don't make it too easy i
1: wanna try she
0: looking too good can't let it go by oh yeah think i won the lotto this little mulatto she yeah. could be a model she yeah. wanna show me some think i won the lotto yeah, the slow my lot of jibby oh, yeah. yeah.